All right, that was a little 8-bit Other Side by Chris. Do we have a guess? You know what? Everyone knows I'm a hashtag music head. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> nice. How long, how long? <laughs> Chris, we had this discussion <laughs> off air that you uh, paint yourself in a corner when you go with the high octave first. I do. I come in, I come in hot. You gotta be going like, up high like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I have nowhere left to go, dude. <laughs> and it's like my vocal cords are like gassed out you gotta, already. Dude, you got to start on the bottom floor and work your way up. Dude. I just can't do it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Best Friend Me. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Castana. Yeah, and that's not working for me. <laughs> hasn't been working for me for about 47 years, Chris, so it's all good. That's not working for me. Uh, oh, yeah, we're the same age. <sighs> When's your birthday again? Don't worry about it. I love it. Dude, I love it when you have a birthday. Oh, Chris is one year older <laughs> than me. If I'm 47 and Chris is 48, that's one year. One whole year. <laughs> it's the best. July 31st. Oh, dude, it's coming. It's coming up. Oh, I can't wait. Dude, I know. I, I keep telling myself, like... We'll throw you a birthday at 6 o'clock p.m. this year. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do the early bird special. Yeah, you know, like, if I could eat dinner at, like, 4.30, I'd be stoked. Yeah. Yeah. We but. do. We eat at, like, 5.30 in my house. Oh, I, I hate going to bed with a full stomach. Yeah. That's the worst. Uh... So we're really uh we're really kicking off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like to eat late. I don't like to eat late. <laughs> yeah, get off my lawn too. <laughs> hey, so what's what's been new since the last podcast? Uh, you got I, your balls back. You've been uh oh yeah 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 yeah. And I'm, my balls are good. I'm back to jitsen. Dude, I've been doing a lot of jits lately. Yeah, we've been. I did six days last week, and then had Sunday off, and then we did. We went up to six days. Yeah, because of the the uh, seminar. That was. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. six days. Chris. That is six. Six days. days in a row, and my body, my body's like, hold up. <laughs> so we did on Monday. We trained Dawn Patrol, or you, Wendell, and I did. And then we went up that evening to L.A. to train with uh, Professor Goo and Professor Lex. At their, uh, yeah, at their new location. They got, their, yep. they're at a, a gym in L.A. And both Wendell and I, the next day, were like, oh, dude, training two days, or two times in a day, not good for all bones. You, dude, you know it's not good? I was a little sorry. <laughs> you know it's not a good look? <laughs> Coming back from training at another gym with a black eye, and everyone's like, wait. <laughs> you guys went up there, and of course, I come back with it. Did total accident. Uh, I went with the wrestler, and he uh, grabbed my lapel and headbutted me. I don't know what he was trying to do, but you know, the part about the story, shit happens. Yeah, like, shit I've happens. been, I've been kneading the nuts. I've been hitting the head. Hey, I've been. We felt completely welcome up there. Yeah, there were dude, tons of AOJ people. Lot, dude, so many nice people that we met up there in, at the LA school. School's yeah. great. Yeah. Just because I got a black eye doesn't mean that, like... <laughs> it... The only thing is, if I do get, like, knee in the head or whatever, an accident, I want an acknowledgement. I want the person to go, oh, dude. Because, you know, like, when I've accidentally need someone in the head or done something, I'm like, whoa, hey, are you okay? Like, I acknowledge it. I know that I did it. 
it kind of drives, not everyone's like that. It's like, no. let's just pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, so when it happened, I was like, hey, did he acknowledge it? Did he say? <laughs> Apparently not. No. He just kept charging. No. It, yeah. And then I did a front of Ezekiel. Then he fucking choked him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. Yeah, we're good. whatever, dude. And Ezekiel is such a dick submission. Oh, totally. It's a dick move, but whatever, dude. When you're checking for blood on the palm of your hand like five times in a row because your your head is just bumping, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you do a front of Ezekiel. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so what else is going on? You know, I'm just, you know, hot boy summer, Chris. <laughs> Just getting my checks from uh, EDD and uh, enjoying living the best life. All right. Any, uh, taking any time to like look around, see what's out there? You're just like embedded. Nope. <laughs> you know, the best part is. I did look, that, for, I did look for a new uh, pair of board shorts for the beach the other day, Chris. <laughs> well, no, I, well, that's a start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, thing, the thing about you, Johnny, like on our text thread You'll start, like, making an excuse about, well, you know, because I don't have a job, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fucker, you can't use that as an excuse if you're not looking for a job. I didn't say I was, I didn't say I was or was not looking for a job, Chris. I said I don't have a job. But, yeah, so you use it as an excuse. So do you think that next time I should say because I drive a gray car? I mean, it might as well. It's pointless. Just, Dude, just, I, I got to say, hey, Johnny. Just stating facts, Chris. Johnny. And you know what? I already told you today that I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and I'm feeling very Chris Long right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, hey. I will I, scratch your fucking eyes out. I will understand that. I, you know. I understand the Chris Long. I've had actually someone come <laughs> up and be like, you seem pretty, more grumpy than usual. Is everything Okay. <laughs> Like, go fuck yourself. How can, how can you be more grumpy than usual when you're I, the grumpiest person they probably know, dude? Yeah. I mean, that's... Really, dude? That was delicious. <laughs> I, dude, look at... look at You see my setup right now? I have Starbucks and an open... Um, Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. The choice of energy drinks. <laughs> so, totally no rock star, no bang. They're fucking dead to me, Chris. See, I like Bang. I still, I support Bang. I like the yellow, uh, the yellow Red Bull because it's very citrusy. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, um, in this episode, we are going to do top five things we love and hate about the NBA season this year. Love or hate. That's what I said. Love and hate. Or. Love and hate. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about the Hulu documentary, Sasquatch. And we actually have a counter argument, because you and I both liked it. Yeah. And we'll discuss it without trying to ruin anything. Uh, but your brother, Billy. Normally, he's on board with us. Yeah, he was not a fan. It caught me off guard when he... But you but know what? You know what? Thing, I, I think I know why, though. Well, and you know what? Quite frankly, I think his argument, which we're not going to be able to say because we'd ruin it, uh, I think I think there are going to be some people that are going to feel the same way as your brother. Well, I think my brother's really always been a goody two-shoes and straight-laced. And he just doesn't want to hear about that. Yeah. Ugh, losers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my brother, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to recommend something. You know what you're going to recommend? I am. Go really? Yes, I I do. Do you know? No. 
All right. They're great. You better figure it out. So between now and the end, I got to come up with something. Yeah, dude. And dude, this, hey, this episode that you're hearing right now, we're doing this. We're doing this in like a 12-hour turnaround. We're recording, editing, and putting up today because Chris is getting another wife in uh, Utah. That'll be his wife number three for you guys playing at home. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has ruined me for all other women. <laughs> ruined me. Every time Chris goes to Utah, I'm like, oh, you're getting another wife? <laughs> Adding to the collection. You know what? And, and then Chris will text me back, a collector never stops collecting. A <laughs> <laughs> joke never gets old. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and start this episode? Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. So, Johnny is functioning on like four hours of sleep. Um, we should. I don't know why we didn't talk about this in banter, because he's binge-watching Rebels cartoon, the Star Wars. Well, he, Chris. <laughs> um... It was May the 4th two days ago, and I had a Star Wars extravaganza. <laughs> no, dude, ser- seriously. Uh, so I, he is really got. He's more grumpy than I am. He's fucking grumpy. This is this is true. This yeah. is, today, today, yeah. I think it's hilarious. Anyway, all right. So this isn't about. We should have like a grumpy off sometime. <laughs> like a competition, we could do top five, like top five grumpy things we've ever done. Everyone knows that you would destroy me. Why would I? Why would I get in that? You know what? Then, well, I think normally yes. Like I am kind of you know perceived as the more you know grumpy what? one, but you're kind of a dick too. You know what? When we should do it is the next time we have like a Dawn Patrol road trip, because because <laughs> then. We're like, we're, we're all working on the, everybody's working on the same amount of sleep and yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so this segment, top five things we love and hate <laughs> about the NBA season this year, or Johnny would like to say, uh, or, love or hate. Yeah. Cause you're only going to give either love. No, that's not or, true. I can love and hate anything I wrote on my list. Okay, Chris. Well, then I will I will play by your rules. No, that's all right. Go on. Whatever. Hey, I just think it's funny. Coming in at number five, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, uh, I, I hated the early turnaround this year. Way too many injuries. Everybody's team, you somebody got, got injured. Like you got, you and the Heat only had like a month off, right? Yeah. You won the championship, yeah, and then a month later, the w- season started. We put the ball in and <clears throat> more times than everyone else, and we, we won, Chris. Yes. Oh, is that how? Yeah, that's how it worked. Oh, dude, all these years. Yeah. I didn't know. Well, tell the Utah Jazz. Anywho, you know what? You need to get more sleep. You're a bitch. You're a grumpy little bitch. Look at, don't wave me to do my let. No, I'm going to sit here until I'm ready. <coughs> All right, number five. 
You're in Depeche Mode and enjoy the silence. <laughs> uh, I'm loving Jordan Clarkson, who probably is going to win six man of the year. And last night, I wrote this list about a week ago. Hey, Chris. Uh, uh, he's a former Laker. Okay. So, yeah. so I love him. Too. I don't hold that. Against, I love him too. I don't, I don't hold that against him. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, we played the Spurs yesterday. He had 30 points. Uh, guy was on freaking fire. Yeah, you guys need to settle down beating teams by like 32 points. We get it. You guys are really good this year, Chris. Well, that's going to feed into my number one. So here, let's keep moving along. What's your number four? <clears throat> number four, <laughs> love and hate the uh, play-in tournament. Because uh, if, if you're, dude, if you're normally, it's top eight teams going to playoffs. Yeah. This year, <laughs> dude, seven and eight have to play the ninth and tenth place teams. You know what? I kind of see like last year doing it, you know, because it was such a wonky season. And like, if that would have happened last year, I think Suns would have gone all the way because they were hot in the bubble. They didn't yeah, lose a game no, in the bubble. Yeah, they were good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, normally, like this year, I think it, it's dumb. Like, because, I mean, you bust your ass to get, like, the eight seed, you know, if you're down and not the bottom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, you got to play. But they're doing that to try and keep teams from tanking or just selling the I farm. I mean, I understand, but I'm just. I mean, Lakers Lakers are looking like they're going into this tournament. And it's like. And it you sucks. Just, it's you one and done. Because you the did. thing you and I talked about it, in a seven-game series, I think for the most part. You know, it's safe to say that the best team's going to win out. Well, I found... But one and done? Well, here's the deal. I found out that the the seventh and eighth ranked, they have to lose two games to be out. But if they beat the team they play Mm -hmm. right away, then... uh, Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I think they give give the seventh and eighth team uh, two chances. Hmm. All right. Uh, All right. My number four, hate the Nets. Fuck the Nets, dude. You know, so the thing about the Nets is they actually have three of, they're probably, they're like five players in the league that I really don't like. I just don't like them. The Nets have three of those players. Yeah. Harden, Durant, and Irving. Like, I just think all three of them are little bitches. Durantula's softest player ever, dude. Dude, he, I didn't have an issue with him when he was with the Thunder. He just seemed like a normal kind of quiet guy. I I loved the original Thunder when James Harden and... Westbrook and Durant. Yeah. If they would have held on to that team... That would have been cool to see them because they were just like one piece short that one year. They... Durant is just a thin-skinned little bitch. I, like, dude, I, hey, I do love his social media game, though. The fact that he makes burner accounts to talk shit to people. Yeah. That, that dude. You know, and he, I mean, you he's been caught, and they, they're like, why don't you stop doing that? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to stop doing that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's just like, he's he doesn't. Multi, he's a multimillionaire yelling at 10-year-old kids, and I think yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, dude. He kind of reminds me of, like, you know, Avengers Endgame when freaking Thor is yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the god of thunder. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> All right. Uh, what's the number three? Dude, I hate that that this year my Lakers are completely relying the whole entire franchise on a 36-year-old player. That's I mean, I understand your point, but he's a pretty good player to yeah, hang, hang your hat but, on. But, you know, 
when you watch him get hurt, it's like, well, yeah, dude. You, he had him playing nonstop when uh, AD was hurt. and I know when they're players you know, that go down, the whole thing is like, next man up, you know, kind of thing. That's not true. And it's like... You know what, dude? I know there's a saying, next man up, but it's, dude, it very rarely is. Yeah, if the next man is freaking some dude you just picked from the G League. <laughs> like, yeah, it's usually our move. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if that, all right, next man up. Okay. But, yeah. All right, so my number three, um, I'm really tired this year, and this is applicable to both uh, you and me. Freaking a player sprains their ankle they're like oh they'll be out for a week it's always like a month they always underestimate the length of time for an ankle sprain like oh yeah it'll be like game to game like donovan mitchell now it's been like a month yeah dude they all are it's like like every time and actually i just read too that brandon ingram has a high ankle sprain and it's like they're just like yeah he's done for the season everyone's falling apart dude like it just dude there have been a lot of injuries this year a lot of injuries, yeah. but anyway, I wish they would just like, Hey, whatever amount of time you're going to say it's going to take for the player to heal from an ankle sprain, just quadruple it. Yeah. Like if you say a week, it's going to be just say freaking, you know, three, four weeks. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. What's your number two? Number two. I loved that during the trade deadline, <laughs> Lou Pepper Lou, Lou Williams was traded to Atlanta. Where he got it all I'm that home. trouble. I'm home. <laughs> he got it all that trouble when he, when he last year when he went out. What was it? A funeral? It was in in the bubble. Yeah, I think there was a family funeral, <laughs> and he freaking got caught in the in Atlanta strip club. Yeah, like not socially distancing. And he said he was there for the uh, for the. Everyone knows wings. when I come here, I go there for the chicken wings. <laughs> Living Pepper Lou, dude. Okay, bro. Those ones with some really good chicken wings. Well, now he can have them all the time. Yes, because he lives there. Yeah. Love Lemon Pepper Lou. Uh, all right, my number two. So when I wrote this, my team had just lost back-to-back <clears throat> games to the lowly Timberwolves, who have won 17. Oh, no, excuse me. Only won 19 games because they picked up two against my team. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Granted, we didn't have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley was out too, but it's like... Isn't that how it works though, when your team's doing really good? Like... They beat all the, the matchups they're supposed to, and then all of a sudden, like, well, you lose to, like, the last place team. I mean, you got to go in. I'm sorry. I mean, they're only human, but you're looking at, like, oh, this team's only won 17 games. Like, I'm worried about playing the Suns, you know, and it, you overlook a team, they're, and they're they t- fucking beat you. They're taking a restaurant. <laughs> it, they <laughs> Totally. <laughs> but if they're going to do that, then they might as well just sit all the starters. Like, G League Bob, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to play every minute of this game, bro. Just. Oh, dude. Anyway. All right. What's your number one? Well, considered how weird this year is, and (laughs) if the Lakers even make the playoffs at this point, if we get knocked out in this uh, new play-in tournament that it looks like we're headed for, doesn't matter because... We get to see that number 17 championship banner raised this year. And I am still hyped for it. And if oh, they, they haven't raised it yet? Nope. And if they have... When uh, do they raise it? Well, they, they keep saying when uh, people are in the building. Uh. And you know what? If they have a parade, I'll go to the parade in LA because I'm vaxxed and waxed and ready to go. The, uh, we didn't yeah. get a parade either. Hmm. 
Yeah, that kind of sucks. That's where all the dope bootlegs Have you ever been are. to one of the parades? No. Ever? No. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know if... I mean, obviously my team has never won one for <laughs> yeah. me to go to a parade. Oh, dude, if your team wins this year, Chris, are you going to go to the parade in Utah? I don't know. That's what I'm actually thinking. But hold on, hold on. So I'll this, go, this is I'll a, go no, with you. This I'll is, go with you. This is so. a perfect segue for me right now into my number one. Okay. What I hate... <clears throat> and I appreciate people saying, hey, dude, this is your team's year. This is the year, dude. Can't lose, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being a dick. <laughs> and the thing is, yes, thank you, guys. That's very nice of you to say. I appreciate the support. However, no one knows the pain of being a jazz fan. And it's like, I, my team has done, I'm really grateful. They've done really well. It looks like. They're playing with a lot of chem. I watched part of the game last night. They're just playing with chemistry, which I, I think is huge when you're making a championship run. Because you can have the best players in the world, but if they don't like playing together, it shows. I uh, mean, I think they're showing off at this point. Do you guys have to make every three-pointer you guys uh, shoot? I, I mean, dude, when they're on, they're fucking on. Like, and, but it was nice, too, because the game last night was it was evenly matched between you know taking a three-pointer and then driving to the basket in the paint. So, but when people are saying, oh, no, this is great. You're going to do great. Like, blah, blah, blah. it's like, dude, you don't know the heartache of being a jazz fan. Like, you don't take anything you know, for granted. Let me ask you this, dude. The, the team you have right now, there hasn't been a, a Utah jazz team since the great Stockton and... and this is the Stockton best, and Malone. definitely the best team we've had since Stockton Malone and Hornacek. Now it's gonna, and you've, you know, you need to tell them how bittersweet it'll be, even if the Jazz do win. Well, this is a, and I've shared this with like my dad and friends that it's like, even let's just say the Jazz win it all this year and they win a championship, I'll be ecstatic. However, it's always gonna be bittersweet because I'm like, hold oh, it, this team won. And fucking Stockton, Malone, and Hornacek that, didn't get that'd a That would be like the Showtime Lakers, like the original Showtime Lakers. Not getting it. Not getting and it, and then, like, then the Kobe's Lakers. Yeah, and it's like, it. no, I'm stoked, but it's like, dude, you know what? Stockton, I, I still got some resentments with Malone. I'm not going to lie, bro. Dude, they should have got, they should have got a fucking ring. Like, yeah. if it, you know, and it, it sucks to say too, like, well, if it wasn't for Jordan, they would have had two. But it's like, well, I mean, you can say that, but it's like, I mean, if it wasn't for Jordan, a lot of other people would have got a ring too. Like, yeah. there's a whole, that whole, that era, I mean, you got Barkley, Ewing, freaking, I mean, kind of throw Reggie Miller into that mix. I mean, he was a little bit younger, yeah. but Stockton, Malone, like all these guys that any other time would have fucking got a ring. But it was like. Jordan was there. It wasn't in the cards. Too. It was not in the cards. Guy, and guy just rose up to the occasion. And it was... F so watching the game last night, they played the footage of um, Stockton's last game. He hadn't even said he was retiring. It wasn't like a farewell year like Kobe or anything like that. Yeah. But I think everyone was like, dude, the guy's like fucking 40 years old. Like, <laughs> and he got pulled out of the game. They were losing the series to the Kings. And... Everyone, I think Arco, Arco Arena in Sacramento, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone stood up. I disagreed. Like I, like I think I it's no Arco. I, I don't know. Anyway, the Sacramento no Kings. Uh, <laughs> everyone 
So it was an away game the for the Jazz. The whole entire When he stadium. got pulled out of the game, everyone stood up and applauded. That's, that's, and it was kind of watching, and I was like, because I remember watching that game, and it was like, oh, fuck. Did you, go, did you go put on dolphin shorts and cry? <laughs> dude, I have them on right now. <laughs> so Hey, the, if you got it, flaunt it, Chris. This year, <laughs> but the thing is, too, with my team doing well, so it's looking like we're either going to be one or two. I don't know. I guess we could drop down to three. Who knows at this point? But, dude, I'm looking at the bottom rung. There ain't no team down there that I want to play. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm not looking at any you, team you going like. You want to play a pissed off Portland or, or, dude, or La- fucking Lakers po- in the Portland? first round? Damian Lillard? Like. That guy has dude, been he's a ruined. nightmare to everyone. Dude, dude, I'm looking at that and then I'm looking at like, dude, I don't want to play the Mavs. Yeah. Like, there, there isn't anyone in the playoff picture that I'm thinking like. That's, dude, I wouldn't even want to play the Grizzlies because John Morant is like a fucking beast who just like... Dude, even the ninth and 10th seed, you're like, I don't want to give those fucking guys chances. I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking at it going like... Because a lot of this year has to do with not talent, but injuries. So it's like... Well, and that's the thing, Just because they're ranked there doesn't mean they're really Yeah, fair. I mean, they're dude, like the Lakers, where you guys are six right now, like... No, we're like seventh now. We're like tied for seventh right now because <sighs> Portland won again last night and it's like a three-way tie but uh we lost twice to dallas so they, they have the tiebreaker they have the tiebreaker so we're like, below dude, them i don't fucking want to face the lakers in the first round yeah like that's not who you want to f- no it's like because i'm like for me in the playoff picture i want to get out of the first round it's like dude, you, you always do you, yeah you always you, oh do. it's like it's easier to stomach getting bounced from like second round second than- round this is my theory Second round's the best because if you get to the Western Conference Finals, yeah, and then, then it's like you're like getting greedy and you're, you're devastated if you lose. First round, you're devastated because like, what was this fucking season for? Yeah. We did all this for nothing. Why did we even go to the playoffs? So it's like if you got to get bounced, to me, second round's second, the best place. Second round is uh, you can hold up your head up high and be like, oh, you know. We'll we got to the round. second round. Last year was hard because we were up 3-1. And normally, like I, I just explained, it's hard being a Jazz fan, so you don't take anything for granted. Last year, I was like, oh, dude, we're going to win this series. 3-1, I dude. remember we went up 3-1. I'm like, oh, we got this. We're going to win it. When it was 3-2, you already said the series is done. You guys lost. <laughs> no, because I – yeah, I know. Because I'm like, dude, we're done. The momentum has completely shifted. That was when Murray just – Dude, Murray and Mitchell, it was like a freaking clinic of like those guys going for like 40, 50 points. Dude, in how, those games. how good were those games last year? Dude, they were super good. However, I I can watch, if it's not the Jazz, I can watch a playoff game, like a tight game, and be really enjoyable. It can be like, dude, this is a really good game. Dude, when it's my team, it's stomach not enjoyable. Ache. Stomach ache. It's just like, no, like I'm, I, I can't watch this. It's So anyway, that being said, that was top five things we love. Or... And hate about the NBA season this year. I've been a journalist for about 25 years, embedding with street gangs, going undercovers in neo-Nazi skinhead. But I'm going to tell you the craziest story I've ever heard. I was working on a cannabis farm up in Northern California. I remember a guy telling me about three bodies torn to pieces. He said a Bigfoot killed those guys. A Bigfoot murdered three guys on a dope farm. There's always been rumors of legendary violence. 
The story of Sasquatch or of man-like monsters has been with us from the very beginning. There's a belief in supernatural forces that runs deeper up here than most places. You believe that Sasquatch can teleport? And no. Yes, you do. No, I yes, do not. You do. Do not go there. The Emerald Triangle is famous worldwide for producing cannabis plants. It's just the best in the world. People came here to get rich quick. They don't want outsiders up there. The rate of missing persons cases is the highest in the United States by far. Old-time cannabis growers were willing to sit down and talk to me, but there's no way they're ever going to go on camera. Many of people have been killed up there and never found. I'm venturing into dangerous territory with all these hippies listening to the Grateful Dead, but packing an AR-15. We probably have more bodies than we could even count. It's pretty bad. Tell me about the crime that your son witnessed. I really can't talk about that. People pass through here, and they just see how beautiful it is. They have no idea the shit that goes on in this area. As scary as some of these stories are, we still want to figure it out. People are afraid of the unknown. The evidence convinces me that Sasquatch is dangerous. It scared the crap out of me. I don't know if I believe in Bigfoot, but I sure as hell believe there are monsters among us. All right, folks, we have the portion of the show where we talk about um, meat and potatoes of the show. That's yes. Our whole the- What's the meat and potatoes this this episode, Johnny? It's and it is uh, Hulu's documentary that was released on 420 sasquatch so johnny has a lot of time to watch a lot of shit and he'll always throw hey you gotta check this out i'm currently not working (laughs) working at watching tv bro uh and this this pitch when he sent it out yeah this is what you sent and i'm just gonna say this there was like uh there were three, so up in like uh, Northern California, like Humboldt County area, you know, they have all these like marijuana, like uh, in the hills and everything. Can some I, of them are legitimate. Some of them are like illegal in the black market. Can, but I, like, can I just, can I just pitch it? Like I pitched it to right, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you do it. I was like, Hey guys, have you seen the Hulu documentary Sasquatch? Question mark. And it's, it's basically the, the gist of it is uh, there's a investigative reporter that. Uh, one summer he went to work on with his friend on a marijuana farm in like, I think was in 1993. Yeah. It was like 93, 94, something like that. So, so he gets to the farm and when he gets there, there's uh there's a bunch of chatter that there's um, been a bunch of Sasquatch sightings. Um, you know, some people are t- telling stories of boulders being thrown at them. Uh, a lot of stories of the Sasquatch doing bluff charges at them. Because that's what Sasquatches do. And, uh, and he's in the cabin one night. And uh, there's about four of them in the room. And one of the workers comes in all huff, huffy and puffy saying, uh, they're, they're dead. They're dead. They're dead. And it's, he said that three um, immigrant farmers on the property were killed by a Sasquatch. Like torn to shreds. Like the, their arms and legs. Like it was a bloodbath. And he said, so this was a real quick. Yeah. So when you said that, so your pitch, I'm going to nail down. It was like, Hey, it's about these three, uh, pot farmers that were torn to shreds by Sasquatch that I was like, I'm in (laughs) like, I'm in. Like I, I thought it was really compelling. It's short. They're like three 
episodes that run about, you know, on average about 40 minutes long. So it's not super long. Um, but so this guy, just a little, so after I watched the documentary, I, I loved it. I loved it. I did too. And the guy who's the investigative reporter, the guy that this happened to, his name's David Holthouse. Super legit. And he has done, you learn a lot about him and his backstory. Super interesting. Like, I almost think there could be a documentary just on his life because then there's some things that are introduced in the documentary that you're like, hold on, what? Like, and so I did some research afterwards. No, and he has done, dude. He's done crazy, like. He went went to the, like, the gang wars in, um, I don't know what, was it in L.A.? Basic, he, basically, he, he went on, not only did he go like on the Crips side of things, but then he went and hung out with the Bloods and yeah. got their versions. Like, he went undercover with like the Aryan Brotherhood yeah. and did all these like investigative- Like shaved his head and like was dude. Done some crazy things like, have like, you know, ridden shotgun with like the cartels, like crazy things. And he goes into, I'm just giving a little color. So one story, and I haven't read this article- that he so when he was like six years old, he was molested. He was raped by like a family friend, and it completely impacted. So an article I read with him um, completely impacted his life. So he didn't have a lot of self worth. He never dealt with it. So he would engage in these investigative, you know, stories as a reporter that would put his life in danger. Like was in danger a lot. And so, but there's one, just on a side note. Almost a death wish. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounded like it was a death wish. And so with the thing with the, he was living in um, Denver and he found out from his family, like, oh, hey, did you know, whatever, John Doe is living there. And that was the guy who raped him. He started stalking him. Yeah. Unbeknownst and to this dude, he started stalking him. The guy with, was married at the time. With intention. And he, but he wrote an article that said like, I haven't read the article yet. I'm trying to find it. But was like, I bought a gun with a silencer and uh, with every intention of killing this guy. And he went he, into a story. No, his story, yeah. The story starts out, today I woke up with full intention of killing blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So this guy is super interesting and... And he's quite a character. No, he is a character. And I thought it... He's got long hair. He's just this kind of goofy looking dude. So I... So I'm going to bring up your brother. So Billy. We had Billy. And Billy generally seems to like the stuff we recommend that we talk about. Yeah. Billy was not a fan of this series, which is fair. He liked the first episode. See, and that's funny too because... So we're kind of walking like a fine line... Like we did with Murder Among Mormons. Like, we don't want to ruin... We, we don't want to ruin it, because we really, we truly loved it. I mean... It takes some twists and turns, and that's all we'll if say If we were about totally it. forthcoming, we would ruin it. Yeah. We would ruin it. However, I think there are going to be people, and your brother included, that are going for one story, and when it, they find out that's not the story, they're dis- They're disappointed. disappointed. Like, well, I signed up for this. And quite frankly, dude, there's nothing about that first episode that would make me, like, you think you're getting one story. I mean, the series is called Sasquatch, all this stuff. Yeah. But to me, the bait and switch, I liked it more. 
because it was it like it just gets awesome. It takes it takes you on a different route, and you're just like I was all in. I was all in. Oh, dude, I was. All, I loved it. I loved every episode, yeah. and it was like I recommend binge watching it too. By the way, I mean it won't take you that long. Take I mean, you like three hours. Like two, I don't even think that long. Like two, two, two fifty, yeah. two fifty. Um, I. I mean, we can't really even talk that much more about it. Like, there's some really... I mean, it, it is interesting from the standpoint of like... So when and weed no, it, weed is is legal, you know, when it was legalized now. in California. So I was like, all right, it's going to put out all the black market for weed. Dude, the black market, weed market? Black yeah. market, weed market? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it is thriving. Like, because I... Which was surprising to me. I mean, this documentary made it seem like probably 70% of weed still purchased is illegal. And where, where did, was it Modesto, California? In the, what? Where, where did, where was that farm located? What city was that? You know what? It's it, Northern California. Yeah. It's by Humboldt. It's kind of, by Humboldt. My geography of the Northern Just, California it's, is pretty it's bad. It's th- very thick, dense uh, forest. And um, what I found out is, that the the reason why the weed in Humboldt and in surrounding areas is so good is because um, it grows above the cloud line, so there's no rot or anything, and the thick dis- dense forest is perfect for growing weed. It's also where uh, Sasquatches prefer to uh, hang out and live, too. You know, they made Who, it. I did not know that the same area for growing weed was also the same area where the Sasquatch. Like to hang out. You know, the thing, so... Do you think Sasquatch uh, burn a fatty by the fire or anything? I I don't know. Uh, I mean, you would think he would, you know, hey. I didn't know they liked the wacky tobacco, dude. They, you know, the... They I don't do know, have ten long years hair. ago, Ten years ago, my family, we'd watch, like, on Discovery Channel, they had, like, hunting for Sasquatch or whatever. Everything. And they had, like... Like four people on the show that would go around to different areas and like one was like a total skeptic. One was like all in like, no, I hunt Sasquatches. And the thing is the people that are all in and talk about Sasquatch and believing in Sasquatch are like the the guy like, oh yeah, they love the bluff charge. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Chris, it's true, dude. And they freaking are all in. They they will run at you and stop. But then there's one guy, and I can't remember where he taught, but he, like a professor at university, completely believes. And like, in his mind broke down like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I believe in science. I believe in facts. And it's like, based on all this, like information and, and what we have in these like evidence to date, like, yes, I believe that there are Sasquatches. Like it was just, and he kind of broke it down. And I was like, Hey, you know, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I think it's a fantastic series. I mean, it's a, um, it's a real quick shot. I mean, it's so, like a, it's like a true crime documentary. Um, yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Uh, so Sasquatch on Hulu, uh, and oh, hey, the other guy. So David Holthouse, the guy, the investigative reporter, also was a producer on another fantastic documentary called The Seven Five about um, New York. essentially these New York cops who were running like a drug ring. They were fucking renegades, and, dude. And it was a that was a great documentary as well. It, I love that documentary. You know, 
were, were they cops or were they were they the fucking mob at that point? I mean, kind of, they were the mob. They like, were killing people in broad daylight. That's another great one to watch, dude. Yeah, no, that I, I think I must have recommended that at some point because it, I mean, it was fantastic. I think that's on Netflix. Is it? I'm. Don't call me. Just look it up. Yeah, so 7-5, but anyway. So, highly recommend Sasquatch on Hulu. Two thumbs up for Best Frenemies. I mean, one thumbs down from Billy, but he's not a Best Frenemy, so he doesn't count. Yeah, dude, he's more of the the, uh, whack pack. He's a whack packer. He he is a whack packer. (laughs) All right, anyway, check it out. I think we spotted him. Sasquatch, please check the watch. This is Bigfoot. Don't get it shook. Out in Japan, they call me Godzilla. Up in Africa, King Kong Gorilla. Michael Joe Jackson used to call me Thriller. All my enemies swear I'm Attila. Vietnam dead. Burn down your villa. Captain Crunch screams. Out in Oak Town, I'm a fucking pirate. Think I'm Rodney King? Start a riot to a fat bitch. I'm a fucking dying. You in solitary. I'm peace and quiet. This a nightmare. On Elm Street, just a runaway. Where the pimps be? You's a thirsty man. I'm so empty. At your funeral, no sympathy. They call me Sasquatch. Please check the watch. This is Bigfoot. Don't get it shook. All right, and we're back. <laughs> Man in the box. Uh, all right, recommendations. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, I'm pretty sure I recommended uh, Ron Curry Jr.'s um, book, Everything Matters. Uh, he's a fantastic writer. I was doing research for a story that I uh, came up with. And I kind of, so that, well, there, here's the book. I've read it before. I read it. I think right when it came out. So this book came out in 2007. Again, it's by Ron Curry Jr. It's called God is Dead. And the premise is that uh, God came to earth and uh, was a little girl in Africa who uh, was killed. And essentially God died. So everyone is aware in the world now is aware that God is dead. And so it's a series of short stories dealing with how people um how the knowledge that god is dead has impacted their lives and the decisions they made so it's just a universally accepted truth that god is dead and so a lot of people are like uh i don't have any purpose why am i even trying but anyway ron curry jr is a fantastic writer i highly recommend it god is dead so that's it that's my recommendation coming at you hot wasn't that uh nietzsche who uh said god is dead you know, pos- sounds like something Debbie Downer uh, <laughs> Nietzsche would say. But uh, hey, didn't they? Did they make that into a movie? I thought I saw a movie called "God Is Dead" too. I wonder if it's based on the same book. When did that book come out? Uh, it came out in two thousand seven. That might be, might be. Maybe I don't know. You can. I or if you're trying, everyone else read the book. If you're Johnny, just go watch the movie. You know, I I, I kind of glazed over a little bit when you said that. <laughs> Not only did you read the book, you read it the same book again. 
Yeah, you know what I've done? I've seen, I reread Everything Matters, too. The only I, book I, I ever read twice was... Uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. <laughs> I read that twice, too. Shocker. I have not... I don't typically reread books, but um, every once in a while, I mean, as I'm getting older, there are books that I loved that I read like 30 years ago. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, maybe I should circle back and reread that. Yeah, yeah, something like you remembered loving it and you're like, well, it's been but a while. But I don't remember that much yeah. about it. Like, I've read a lot of books and a lot of times I'm like, I know I liked it. I couldn't tell you what it's about. Yeah, yeah, okay. But gotcha. Anyway. All right, what's the recommendation? Well, you know, as we briefly uh, touched on uh, earlier. And you know what? I'm going to tell the girl I'm dating right now to uh, go ahead and turn off the podcast. Because uh, I'm going to talk some Star Wars. <laughs> so that's the equivalent of like when I talk about um, comic books or jujitsu. Yeah. Jamie just like, nerd. Yeah. Right now I'm still, you know, my jokes are funny. She hasn't heard them yet. Like we don't need to really expose how nerdy I really am at this point. So actually <laughs> you and I hang out so much and... I guess at this point for so long that you and I have heard all our jokes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> all of them, bro. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, we still laugh at those jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, this is a good one. I know. I do what I want. <laughs> oh, I, I got to go. She's going. <laughs> all right. So uh, on uh, May the 4th, May the 4th be with you, uh, as, uh, as hashtag Star Wars heads say, uh, they came out with Disney on Disney Plus, The Bad Batch, which picks up right where the animated series Clone Wars ends. It's about uh, a group of elite uh, clone troopers that that uh, they're they they describe them as like you know they're bad batch because they're. They're not as programmed as everyone else. Like when Order 66 happens, it doesn't go off in their head. You find out in the Clone Wars series that Order 66, um, Count Dooku actually programmed into their DNA when, um, when to execute Order 66. That's why all the Stormtroopers killed all the Jedis and stuff because it was put in their, in their brain. Hmm. Okay. So these guys, and these guys are just fucking badass. So it's, you know, they're all clones, but they all look different. They all have different personalities. And it's, dude, it's awesome. It's, it, just, it just picks up. It, it starts out five minutes before they execute Order 66. It takes off from there. They're, Actually, it sounds pretty good. Dude, it's dope. I'll check it's, it out. And, it's, and the animation's killer. And you know what I recommend? I, check this out. And if you like it, because there's only one episode, I know like the problem with like Clone Wars is there's seven, there's seven seasons. That's a lot to like invest yourself in. This I say it's real. It's done very well. Watch the first episode, and maybe you watch this season, and then you can go backwards and watch other stuff. I don't know if I have that much time. You can have time to watch one episode, but I can out. watch one episode. There you go. I could commit to one episode. Yeah, and you'll see. It's it's done really well. It's cool. It's a, dude. It's a Star Wars cartoon. It's fucking dope. So hold up. Why have you not gotten much sleep in the last two days? I was watching, um, well, I watched all of Clone Wars, and then I started watching Star Wars Rebels. 
man, I was telling you, and I was telling you without it even being a joke, I was like, oh, so Katano fought Darth Vader last <laughs> night in the season two. How could you sleep after that? Dude, I couldn't. Chris, I was fucking fired up. <laughs> Fired up. I'm surprised you didn't try calling me. Because it's so good. See, and that's another thing. Like, all these cartoon characters are making their way. You like The Mandalorian? You might as well watch this stuff because they're all coming onto the show. Ahsoka Tano's getting her own show. And in Clone Wars, you learn real quickly that she is uh, the, the Podwan to Anakin Skywalker before he goes bad. So, yeah, so she fought him last night at the end of season two, and it was totally worth it. Having a four a, hours a, of sleep, a rebel's hangover right now. All right, fair enough. Okay, so, so what's the song I'm not going to listen to, dude? Okay, the song I actually uh, found these guys through Dave Grohl has a uh, has a, a a van a, a van touring documentary. Dave Grohl, I love Sugar Ray. <laughs> Former drummer of Nirvana, oh. lead singer of the Foo Fighters. He has a touring, a van touring doc called What Drives Us, which is pretty good. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's pretty good. It's got Flea. It's got Slash and Duff from Guns N' Roses. It's got all these people talking about, you know, you know, starting out in the van, in like touring in a van and like, you know, that, that you really have to be invested and love what you do if you're going to be with like six people. And, and he, and in the, in the doc, there's this, there's these, uh, like three three uh, brothers, the three three little black kids, and they they were. He, I guess he kind of showed they're they're in a group called Rad Key, like Rad, and then like Key for your door. Gotcha. Rad Key. That's also their last name, and their dad is their manager and driver. And when I heard the music, I was shocked because they look like they could be like hip hop kids, and. And but their music sounds like a cross between the they're like super poppy like the Ramones, but their lead singer uh, sounds like Glenn Danzig, and you're just like what? Like so pretty cool, you know? I haven't seen like such little badass rockers like them since like Fishbone or Bad Brains. Like you're just like whoa. It's very uh, genre bending, and I, dude, I dig them. I support them, and I and I discovered them through Dave Grohl's documentary, and they are Radkey. The name of the album that I got this off of is Delicious Rock Noise, and the name of the song is Dark Black Makeup. All right, I'll check it. Good pitch. I'll check it out. All right, thanks.
Stop.